Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is Margaret McSweeney, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining us here today. I'm broadcasting live from my kitchen counter and real excited about today's show. But for those of you who might be first-time listeners, just wanted to share a little bit about the concept of the show Everything happens in the kitchen, doesn't it? It seems like, uh, you know, as we sit around the table and share meals and share life lessons and ideas, that um, just everything happens in the kitchen. So it's a great place to learn, grow. And um, so I want to share with you different friends and experts on a variety of, of topics who will come into the kitchen. All of them might not seem related, but... But at the end of the day, I think it will all make sense to you as we feature different um, people and, and with life experiences. So today, I am so thrilled to introduce you to Rob Winsky. He is a professional trainer and um, lifestyle manager, I guess you would say, um, has some great great techniques we're going to learn about. So if, if you are interested in improving your health, um, getting some ideas about great exercises and, and just kind of getting on the path to getting in shape, you are tuning in to a fun program today, and I'm, I'm so glad you're with us. So I'd like to bring in Rob, Rob Winsky. Welcome to Kitchen Chat. Well, thank you for having me, Margaret. Oh, it's so good to to have you here. So glad you could join us. Uh, lots of questions on on health today and and fitness and have a wide variety of um, listeners and age groups. So I want to make sure we kind of cover um, all of the the potential questions on that. Uh, first question for you, Rob, is how long have you been training? Oh, honestly, it all started when I was about 15 years old working mm-hmm. at a local health club. And from there, it's kind of really, really any exercise, um, kind of searching for knowledge and inspiration and motivation. And through a couple of years of that, I went to pursue a um, degree in the field um, in exercise science, um, Western Illinois University, and really, really discovered a true passion for health and fitness. Mm. And I realized there's just so many interesting facts um, about the field, about the human body, that there's just so much more to learn. And still, I'm learning to this day. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so pretty much, you know, as I pursued my undergrad degree at Western Illinois University, mm-hmm. um, I just did a lot of research and got um, several advanced fitness certifications through my undergrad degree and went to pursue graduate work at Northeastern Illinois University. Um, so until this day, I'm always re- researching and the latest techniques out there, lifestyle habits, and overall just ways to improve an overall healthy way of life. Yes, and that's what I, I really appreciate on, on your website, and I encourage the listeners to check out your website. It's goingforgreatness.net, uh, with four being the numeric four, goingforgreatness.net, and it lists all of the uh, different things you have in terms of education and training and core development, rehabilitation, cardiovascular flexibility, as well as the health and fitness lifestyle services. Because a lot of times I think we tend to isolate each 
each uh, activity, not realizing they're all so interrelated, and and each one uh, feeds on the next activity. So um, I'm just so thrilled that that you do focus on on all of the different aspects of a healthy lifestyle. What do you think is a key component? I guess the beginning step, step one to a healthy lifestyle. Uh, well, nothing should be more important than one's health, number one. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, life gets in the way with all these commitments, responsibilities. You know, growing up, you become a parent, have kids. Um, takes a lot out of you. Um, right. Also, constantly gaining knowledge on health, I think, is very, very important because we change genetically every year. Wait, and, wait, wait. Let's go back to that. What do you mean we change genetically every year? Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, on a daily basis, we go through a certain routine, whether if you're a mom and pop raising kids, uh, working 9 to 5, 8 to 4 a job, or an athlete. Um, that alters hormonal levels hmm. every day on a daily basis. And through repetitive going through the motions every single day, doing similar routines every day, um, your hormonal levels will change. They alter. Okay. So that's how genes get passed on from generation to generation, different genes. Um, Mm. For example, um, athletes today, world-class and youth athletes, are bigger, stronger, and faster than ever before. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because, well, they simply started training 20-plus years ago, and the genes that were created from generation to generation were passed on, creating monsters nowadays in the uh, athletic competition. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like I said, now, that's just going to exercise. Now, when you go on to lifestyle habits, which is huge, I must say, um, say you have a very, very stressful worker, um, putting in a lot of hours, 70 plus hours a week, right. and just constantly sitting down, stressed out, trying to make you know their numbers or their quota. Right. <laughs> and so what happens is the body releases a hormone called cortisol, which is a negative effect on the body, which pretty much shuts down the body's ability to burn fat. And if you constantly live a stressful lifestyle, say an athlete from peer pressure, student athlete, um, you know, a a sales manager trying to hit quota all the time, or you name it, whatever causes stress. And if you don't do anything about it, unfortunately, that negative hormone called cortisol is going to be passed on to the next generation, to your kids. Really? Even if that might not have been in existence with the previous generation, if... Um, for example, there just seems to be so much more stress these days than perhaps the preceding generation. So if we encounter more stress because we have a busy lifestyle, busy job, whatever the circumstance might be, uh, that we create this hormone, this new hormone called cortisol, and then that is passed on to the next generation? Well, we all have cortisol. Mm-hmm. Um, your question is, is how much of it, <laughs> wow. how much do we accumulate over our lifestyles. Right. And um, like I said, it's depending on your lifestyle, which unfortunately most of us do tend to live stressful lifestyles nowadays. Exactly. Um, altered a lot. Hmm. So I remember, I don't know, say 30 plus years ago, where it is actually very common for people to work five days a week. Now exactly. it's a week. <laughs> right, it's 24 hours with the internet, the Blackberries, and all of that. I mean, it's outrageous. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I mean, little true. things like 
that tends to take a negative turn on us in a poor manner for health, which is why health and fitness is just so very, very important nowadays just to keep up with your everyday living habits. That is true. Now, you mentioned cortisol. So that is a really bad thing to have an elevated um, gene level of. There's a hormone level of is cortisol. How do you get rid of it or reduce it, or can you? Uh, well, no, you absolutely can. Well, obviously, the common sense factor just simply decrease the stress in your life. But once again, that's easier said than done. Right, right. <laughs> that's that's where time management comes into play, which is a lot of people stress that where they know what it is but fail to act on it. <laughs> exactly, the time management. And I think you bring up a very relevant point, Rob, in that this can apply to, you know, kindergartners or, or college students all the way to um, stay-at-home moms, professional um, out-of-home workers, uh, just any, everyone. is That's a key healthy lifestyle skill. Absolutely. So do you um, suggest different ways about effective time management in your programs? Uh, well, to be quite honest with you, it's all about, you know, your values and your priorities. What's mm-hmm. most important to you? Um, what I do, obviously, I, <laughs> I pretty much make it a precedence, or it should be very highly valued, that your health should be most important. Yes. And unfortunately, like today, we have a lot of responsibilities and lifetimes that get in the way where we don't have time for that. Well, right. I truly believe you have time for your own health, okay? Yes. Um. Now, as far as that, there's many different techniques. I mean, obviously, just little things like, you know, sleeping longer hours. So, unfortunately, today, the average American sleeps anywhere from five to six hours, an average adult. And mm. they should be getting roughly around eight hours of sleep. Um, now, just does obviously, that, life. And, and does that, that, that time range that you mentioned, does that apply to all age groups or just a t- certain segment? Honestly, that's for all age groups. Okay, for all age groups, and what's the number of, the magic number of hours of sleep? I repeat, eight hours of sleep. Eight hours of sleep, okay. That's that's a definite challenge for, for time management there <laughs> with homework and projects and, and all of that, huh? but it's important. You're right. Yeah, and just little things like, you know, like I say, limiting stress from your life. Um, I always experience, I, I always, you know, tell everyone, you know, Experiment with different type of exercise routines or regimens. For Pilates, yoga, there's kickboxing, there's mind and body, there's um, Zumba, the greatest dance craze now. (laughs) (laughs) There's resistance training, there's walking, bicycling, everything. There's so many different things out there. And I think it's just very, very important to incorporate a lot of variety in your life. Um, What we tend to do, we tend to go through a lot of the same repetitive movements, if, if you're an exercise enthusiast like myself, right? Um, part of the problem that we face nowadays is just finding different routines. Right. We want to, um, and people who are looking to lose weight, you know, they see all this marketing out there, which 80% of it's false, <laughs> unfortunately. Wow. Mm. They see all this stuff, you know, you can lose 10 pounds in two days and this amount of pounds in a day. It's just a bunch of garbage. And yes. it's believable all these marketing companies are making a fortune off of this and Mm. once again it's just lack of knowledge and desperation i guess uh, on the human public 
Right, right. No, I I hear you on that. And 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 I do want to um a little bit later talk about some healthy ways to incorporate dieting, you know, if someone is trying to to have a weight loss management program. Uh but first I I just like to continue along this cortisol and and stress um area. Are there any exercises um that that really tend to reduce the cortisol level and stress more than other exercises? Um, honestly, it's just how hard – I'm sorry. I'm trying to rephrase this here. It's just how hard your body is being uh, put through work. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, if you like to run a lot, if you're a fitness enthusiast and you like to run, you run marathons, you're put through a pretty high level of physical stress. Mm-hmm. Um, I may say on a daily basis every other day or so. So right. maybe backing down from the duration of the run, if you're an exercise enthusiast, or duration of the amount of time you exercise. Okay. Um, if you're a, a corporate office worker, you know, working eight to four, nine to five, or you know, seventy-five plus hours a week mm-hmm. nowadays, which is more realistic, it's simply just finding ways to mentally relax. Which so it is about sleep. mental as well as physical. So the mental relaxation can also reduce cortisol and stress levels? Oh, absolutely. Honestly, it all begins with having the right mindset. That's where it all begins. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. huh. I did not realize that that the mind, you know, in terms of relaxing the mind, can actually cause a genetic change and that's reducing the cortisol levels which a lot of people don't understand absolutely and how does that work the most powerful muscle in my opinion that the body has is the brain because number one it's telling you what to do if you're a runner marathon runner it's telling you to run you got to finish this race in x amount of time so train hard if you're a coat you know if you're an office worker um, is telling you, hey, I got to meet this quota. I got to do this. I got to do this. It's telling you <laughs> to essentially work harder and faster, more efficient than ever before. Hmm. So if you somehow change your mindset to have a different priority, it's going to affect you physically. Hmm. And it's really, really fascinating stuff, which is why there's nothing more complex than the human body. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So with, you know, even I guess back to, yes, you need to have the time management and schedule um, exercise and, and, and healthy lifestyle and all of that. But if you don't have the time to squeeze in an exercise routine, am I understanding it correctly that you can still, just by having a different mindset, reduce the cortisol levels and the stress? Absolutely. Wow. Um, for example, um, if you're, um, I don't know, a house mom, you're doing gardening and everything like that, and if you're looking to be more active but you just flat out don't have enough time, right. which a lot of people don't because right. you have parents and other responsibilities, just little things like walking upstairs, going for walks, doing, you know, instead of, you know, hiring people to mow your lawn, do it yourself. Right. Right. time your body's moving, you burn calories. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, well, as well as basic things, a lot of people do know but fail to act on it. Right. And in the end, they're just not motivated. Hmm. I mean, it's, they're just simply not inspired. So I really believe 
a key step to all this is in order to get your mind right would be reading up on just endless amounts of you know philosophy books or motivational books surround Mm -hmm. yourself with positive influence and who has had the most positive influence on you in terms of all the resources you've read and uh what what inspires who inspires you the most well, I believe everyone should have a mentor, someone to look up to, to inspire mm-hmm. them and motivate them. Uh, well, I was growing up, it all started with my parents. <laughs> they right. did a heck of a job raising me. I was a handful, let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they simply disciplined me a lot, and uh, I thank them every single moment for that. Even yeah. I didn't just like them for that, but <laughs> I understand. Just a key. And like when I said, you know what, when I really... When I got into exercise, um, obviously, when people think of a personal trainer, um, fitness trainer, performance enhancement specialist, they think of a motivator. <laughs> I, they have to be motivating for you them to do it, right? Right, right. So, I mean, how do we do it? If, if I'm not motivated, how are they going to be motivated? Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. One of the, yeah, so one of the things I do, I constantly motivate myself. I find mentors. Um, for example, people in my industry who I look up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be the famous Todd Durkin, um, Gunnar Peterson, um, Mark Burgess Dagan. I mean, these are all fitness experts in their field who obviously other than, you know, do a heck of a job promoting themselves, but mm-hmm. just really, truly share a passion for what they do. Right. They're all three of those people constantly surround themselves with, you know, people who made an impact on society. Right. And as a result, it's, it's pretty simple. You mirror them and you're going to create an impact. It's that simple. Yes. Yes. It's a, yeah, motivating and inspiring. And that's part of your mantra and uh, on your, when your website. Going for, when you're going for something great, whether it's losing, you know, 10 pounds or reaching a sales quota or whatever, I mean, you simply got to put an effort. Yeah. And in order to do that, it's your motivation. Exactly. Are you inspired and motivated enough to carry on that effort through obstacles along the way and, you know, it's, it's called life, and that's what makes it very interesting and worthwhile living. Right. So it really goes beyond the whole exercise application. I, 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 and I love this one quote on your website, which says, if you don't choose change, change will choose you. So Absolutely. genetically, yes, you will change with these cortisol levels and, and hormones and, and probably also the, the higher calorie intake uh, for those with a sedentary lifestyle. So, Rob, if you could encourage us, you know, quite honestly, I am probably more on the sedentary, um, well, what is it, couch potato, (laughs) but a working couch potato writing books and, you know, and doing the the internet radio show here on webtalkradio.net. What is something I could do today and other listeners who might be in a similar um, circumstance? What is something easy uh, a directive that's easy for today. I'm sorry, but, can, you, can you phrase that? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I have fear, a fairly sedentary lifestyle, as perhaps some of the listeners, and, and there might be some athletes out there as well, so I want to address their uh, questions too. But for those of us um, with more or less sedentary lifestyles, what is something that I could do today or a listener could do today to change something to make it less sedentary that doesn't seem too overwhelming? Well, first of all, going back to what I said earlier, how it all begins with a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, 
fill yourself with some kind of influence. So if what your goal is, you simply want to be active. Okay. Okay. Well, simply pick someone out there, do some research, who's active and who you would like to be like. That's going to help motivate you to begin with. So it all starts with motivation. Right. And then when you find that motivation, simply try to mirror them. Now, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> Let me right. tell you. Right. There's going to be a lot of obstacles. So realistically, from your standpoint, it's, you know, it all starts by going for a nice longer walk, you know, okay. walking upstairs, eating mm-hmm. healthy, smaller portion sizes more frequently. Um, and like I said, if you don't know or how to do that or like further knowledge in it, just buy a book. Right. <laughs> you know, um, find your local personal trainer, health and fitness expert near you. Yes. And I mean, there's plenty of us out there to help you. I mean, our job is to simply make your life more stress-free and more fun worth living. Exactly. Exactly. And to have more variety in the exercise. And, and I do want to mention, listeners, please take advantage of the special opportunity. Um, visit Rob Winsky's website, goingforgreatness.net, and the four is just the numeric four. Um, because if you mention Kitchen Chat, uh, he will provide a discount for a training. So um, thank you, Rob, for, for offering that to the Kitchen Chat listeners. I really appreciate that, and and hopefully this will, you know, help motivate you. But I, I love the um, lesson you were just saying in is, is terms of motivate. You have to find that motivation. That's mm-hmm. step one. And, and also have the time management um, to meet the goal. Um, but simple steps. It, it begins with a simple step. So you have inspired me to just take a 10-minute walk today outside. Um, so that can make a difference and reframe the mindset and, and get outside with nature. I mean, do you see a real impact? I know there have been studies out there that, that say people just don't spend a lot of time or as much time outdoors. Does that have an impact as well on our physical well-being of not getting outside enough? Well, you know what? That's a very, very interesting question. Um, there's a lot of uh, answers I could put you with that. Mm-hmm. Once, it, it, it really goes back to their pri- priorities. You know, right. maybe they're not an outdoors person. Maybe right. they are. Maybe, maybe they don't have time. I mean, there's millions of different factors. But I mean, if you get enough sun, or sun, you know, it releases. You get vitamin D. Good for the skin. Absolutely, there's a lot of health benefits. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, uh, that that is true. Speaking of more, going back to constantly looking for variety, choosing change. Um, yeah. If you're a person who, you know, say exercises you know, occasionally or frequently, you know, instead of going, you know, indoors, I mean, change your atmosphere. Go outside. Right, right. That's true. Yeah, there are That's a lot how you of exercises. motivated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes down to the motivation. Absolutely right. Going back to the health issue, and it it all starts with nutrition, and and you know it's appropriate to talk about food and and menu planning and everything here on Kitchen Chat as well. Um, you had, you have a link on your your website um, to is it Juice Health? I be, I believe it is. Um, could you tell us a little bit about about that product? Um, why you um, have a link and, and what you've found, um, you know, great benefits you've derived from that. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's called, well, the name of the company is called Juice Plus. Juice okay. Plus, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Juice Plus. And they're a very, very well-reputable um, nutritional product company. They have a wonderful line. 
mm-hmm. of nutritional products, specifically fruits and vegetables. Um, they have anywhere from selling to pills to you know meal replacement powders and um, fruit snacks for the kids. Um, right. I have fruit snacks because I always like fruit snacks. <laughs> and I feel like I'm a big kid myself, so that'll never change. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I know mean, it's perfect, right? Um, right. Anyway, so going back to Juice Plus, they're a very, very wonderful and reputable company who really use their product line based off science. Okay. okay. Um, nothing more important is strictly science. And the thing that really separates them from other nutritional product companies, which mm-hmm. there's once again millions out there. <laughs> Right. And all this false marking jibber jabber. Right. <laughs> Juice Plus, if you really look close at the daily value levels or nutritional labels, um, most typical one a day nutritional products, vitamins, uh, pillow powder, um, listed 100% uh, daily vitamin A or 100% vitamin B. And down it goes. All these vitamins and minerals, 100% value. Um, but let me tell you, according to science, once again, no human body could literally digest all those vitamins and minerals all in one sitting. <laughs> well, and let's go back to that because I do have a regimen of multivitamins, of probiotics, of the you know omega threes. Am I doing a disservice, or is this something that that really helps? Because that that's an important question. So you're saying that the body has problems, I guess digesting, metabolizing all of those minerals? Um, well, I'm just saying there's no human body out there right. that could digest 100% of 26, 27 essential vitamins and minerals out there. There's no okay. way. Okay. And in other words, I'm trying to say too mm-hmm. much of one thing is actually kind of negative. <laughs> it's, oh. a negative. it's called vitamin and mineral toxicity. Okay. Vi- wait, vitamin oh. and mineral toxicity. Yes. So when you have, um, say, for example, uh, too much vitamin A, okay, mm-hmm. that affects vision a little bit too. But if you absorb too much vitamin A, if you right. eat kind of like spinach or, you know, dark green leaf, leafy vegetable, mm-hmm. that's going to lack absorption rates if you're about to absorb other vitamins and minerals efficiently. Wow. Okay. So as a result, you become deficient in that area which is what leads to supplementation and so forth. So it's all about making smart food choices to begin with. If you, obviously everyone heard of the food pyramid, okay? It goes yeah. back second grade. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shared over and over again. But you know what? It's so true. It's so basic. You know, it's simple. That's all it is. But bottom line, is just time. It's just motivation to implement that in their daily lifestyle, you know? Now, you how have a, do you implement this in your daily lifestyle? Do you come up with a weekly menu and then have the you know the meals planned accordingly, or or what do you do? Well, what I own? do personally, um, because of my lifestyle, mm-hmm. obviously I'm in the health and fitness industry, so I make it a priority number one. <laughs> right. Exactly. If I make it a priority, it gets done. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's where it all starts, and. Mm-hmm. Through incorporating a lot of variety and not having the same meals over and over and over again because it's so boring, let's face it. Right, <laughs> and that's a challenge much. I face. I, you know, I confess, I am sometimes a very boring meal planner. Oh, uh huh. Well, I just think because it's overall lack of knowledge and lack of desire to seek further knowledge on mm-hmm. implementing variety. 
So right. once again, going back to the motivation, trying to find variety. Because once yeah. again, if you keep implementing new things all the time, but staying within those uh, nutritional guidelines in the food pyramid that they promote, mm-hmm. um, your health, you should not have any problems, assuming right. there's no genetic disorder, you know, from the family exactly. early on. Right, but then you can create your own genetic disorder. I mean, are you seeing a lot of validity in terms of of studies that are showing, you know, different illnesses are tied to the diet? Um, Well, yeah. I mean, essentially, a lot of times when they experience these illnesses, they are deficient in some area of the body, whether it's a vitamin and mineral supplementation, um, you know, just like a muscle or something, like a bone. They're just deficient somewhere, you know, like life is a bunch of choices, right? Right. All, you know, to this day, you are today where you are today because your choices you made previously in life, you know, whether it's poor eating habits, not exercising, high stress. I mean, you chose that. Right. (laughs) I mean, you literally are choosing our future generation, how they're going to end up. Yes. And unfortunately, let me tell you, it's not looking good with all these iPhones and high-tech technology gadgets out there, <laughs> they're becoming more sedentary. Right. I mean, uh, what happened? <laughs> oh, that, that is true. That is true, a generation, and, and not only the genetics within the sedentary, but also um, you had mentioned in a previous discussion that a quarter of the nation is considered to be obese. That's correct, yes. Could you expand a little bit on that? No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Wonderful. Absolutely. Well, once again, going back to our current society to this day, uh, we tend to live more of a corporate lifestyle. Just sit down and crank out numbers all day long or stare at the computer screen. Or mm-hmm. for a kid, you know, instead of playing dodgeball in the local park or basketball, you know, you rather play Nintendo. Right. Right. I mean, once again, it all starts with that sedentary lifestyle. And the fact that there's so many fast food places making a good buck out there doing all this promoting and, you know, um, enhancing their food images on the television, which obviously the view, number of viewers is increasing over the years because of their sedentary lifestyle. Um, they're making a good buck. And because it's just so convenient for the average consumer to purchase a fast food meal, whether it's McDonald's or whatever, right. Popeyes, it's so convenient for them mm-hmm. to do that. They will. They will do that. Right. Unfortunately, if you keep doing that over and over again, it's going to create problems. Right. And okay? I guess, too, to address that, because there's so many of us, the busy moms, the busy kids, you know, sure. get to this practice, that question, that practice. It's not always necessarily sedentary, but just in terms of the whole time management and the scheduling. But I guess even within these fast food restaurants, there are some healthy choices that that moms and the kids can make within that. But oh, yeah, absolutely. That, mm-hmm. absolutely, I would totally agree with you. Um, for example, you could go to your local restaurant and. Typically, restaurant add a bunch of additives in there that's not necessarily healthy for you, even though it looks healthy on the menu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just how they prepare it and cook it and everything to get, help give it this flavor, to keep right. you coming back for more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on your own, which obviously we all know that, you know, there's salad dressing, you know, loaded with extra calories and fat calories. Just simply 
ask for a lighter on the dressing or a light dressing or just eliminate it or um you know uh say i want a grilled chicken breast instead of it fried so just choices like that will go a long ways and this can also be a good takeaway for those um, listeners who are in college and going into the cafeteria. You hear so much of the freshman 15 or whatever that might be. Um, so some healthy uh, choices similarly would apply to them as they go through the cafeteria line. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, are, there, are there any good like study snacks you would recommend for the students? Study snacks. Um, yeah. Well, once again, any kind of whole food in general is mm-hmm. most beneficial for you because it's all natural. Right. Um, think of it this way, okay? Um, if you're really religious, um, God created Earth, right? So 70% of Earth is water, okay? Yeah. 30% right. of Earth is land. Mm-hmm. 80% of your body with all the muscles and organs is water. He's Wait, trying 80% to tell you percent is water of the 80% human body? Water. Wow. So he's trying to tell you something. Not only we live in water, we are water. <laughs> it's just natural. <laughs> so our diet should be mainly water-based. 80% water or 70%. And water meaning coming from fruits and vegetables. Hmm. And not just drinking the water. Because not just rule of thumb on this in terms of how much do you need to drink of water each day? Honestly, from a, everyone's, like I said, biologically different, but general recommendations, you should have a glass of water with every single meal you have. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's, and that's an easy thing to incorporate, just to have a glass of water at the dinner table or in the car or wherever, um, you know, your your eating takes you. <laughs> yep. Okay. Now that that is phenomenal. Eighty percent water. Yeah. And and do you think a lot of us are just walking around dehydrated? Um, you know what? I really think that's a good possibility because unfortunately uh in today's society they have a lot of stress. They they, they want what's convenient, okay? Right. And sometimes water isn't always convenient. <laughs> Right, that's true. So, well, as a result, I mean, they end up having it their way at Mickey D's or something. Right. <laughs> or KFC or, or this and that. I mean, they make poor choices. So, I mean, if water was more convenient, I say society would have more water. Yeah. But once true. again, it's the fact that when we were younger as kids, you know, we were fed, you know, this pop and, you know, fried chicken and everything like that. So we got used to it. It was a habit. It was a lifestyle that mm-hmm. our parents chose for us. And that since it was our lifestyle then, we carried it over to the next 20, 30 years. Wow. And once again, that's why you still see people drinking a lot of pop and eating junk food because they grew up like that. So they think that's how you should live. And then that can change people genetically and, and all that and everything in moderation. Because, you know, I'm, I enjoy my Diet Coke <laughs> as a Catholic. Everything in moderation is good. Yes, exactly. Now, if we could go back to just a little bit of menu planning. So what is like a typical meal that you would have on a daily basis? 
Um, on a daily basis, um, like I said, it could get really complex, but most importantly, I could tell you right now, which is my bread and butter, mm-hmm. <laughs> going back to that good old food pyramid. Right. <laughs> I right. make sure I make it a priority that I get X amount of servings of dairy, uh, meat and poultry and fruits and vegetables and whole grains. I make okay. sure. And as far as menu planning, mm-hmm. um, obviously how I view it, uh, breakfast should be the most important meal of the day. It yeah. kind of gets kickstart okay runs your engine a little bit you're feeling your engine right <laughs> like right. run the rest of the day so it would make most sense that your body needs energy for the whole day so you mainly you know ingest carbohydrates and once again healthy protein healthy fat coming from oils like mm-hmm. olive oil for example um, right now so i typically look at protein fat to carbohydrate ratio hmm. every single meal should have a certain percentage of each of those so I'm okay. sorry, protein, fat to carbohydrate ratio. Okay. Okay. Well, I said depending on your lifestyle, the ratio changes from one individual to the next. Mm-hmm. So if you are uh, have a very, very active lifestyle like an athlete, you need more carbohydrates because <laughs> yeah. that's your main source of energy to move. But mm-hmm. if you're um, an executive somewhere in a corporate world, then you wouldn't need as many carbohydrates because your body doesn't demand as much movement. Okay. Uh, okay. So obviously carbohydrates, you want to mainly get them from complex sources like whole grains, a whole wheat, mm-hmm. multigrain. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, everything in moderation. Um, I always view it a good way to trick ourselves, I guess. We all have these big dinner plates that yeah. we load our food on. Yeah. Um, however, a lot of us do have small side plates for like small salads. Right. Well, It'll all start by simply just replacing the big dinner plate with that small salad plate and fill it up with your entree. Mm-hmm. And once again, now you're controlling portion size. Portion. Yeah. Okay, and so that's the key, huh? The portion absolutely, control. Absolutely, that's how it starts. It's everything in moderation, portion control, and the food pyramid. That's okay. what is pretty basic. <laughs> and how does one determine, oh, I should have X amount of whole grain, X amount of you know, vegetables, is there a chart that can walk us through that equation? Well, to be quite honest, on the food pyramid, it, it says general serving sizes or servings you should get on a daily basis. Okay. And is there, like, depending on your age, weight, anything, or is that just um, now, across the Now, typically what happens, as we get older, our metabolism slows down a little bit, okay? Mm, it's okay. just one of those burdens of life, I guess. Right. And, you know, the reason for that, because usually we're less active, you know, more responsibilities and so forth, but just genetically with age is how it is. Therefore, your body doesn't demand as many calories as it once needed when you're younger. Hmm. Yeah, so that's one of the things you want to keep in mind a little bit. But unfortunately, today, you know, you see these people who are, you know, in their later years and still think they're 20 years old, think they still have the same metabolism. Yes, well, you know, you have to indulge every now and then with that pecan pie. And Which <laughs> no, I understand I it you. a lot. <laughs> I hear you. And that's a nice segue into what do you consider is a safe dieting, you know, in terms of the weight loss um, management? Like, as, far, as far as weight loss, as far as weight management is concerned, mm-hmm. in the end, it's about making choices, okay, incorporating uh, or making a priority to, you know, work within the food pyramid guidelines every day, portion control, 
And once again, everything in moderation, I can't stress enough, is very, very important. Okay. Now, obviously, there's a lot of pleasures out there like hamburgers, pizzas, and, you know, tacos, whatever. You know, believe it or not, there's actually some nutritional value to it, just mm-hmm. not a whole lot. Right. <laughs> it's okay to have that, or if you want to call it a cheat meal, for a lot of people would term it like that. It's yeah. okay to have that one or two times a week. Just don't have a field day with it. Don't and celebrate that- and that pecan pie is okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All living life. <laughs> exactly. And I love this one little saying you have on the website, too. You have to burn it to earn it. <laughs> absolutely. So if you want to lose weight, you have to work for it. You have to move. You have to burn calories. <laughs> right, right. And you mentioned circuit training. Is that just like a really key element, one of the, the effective secrets to um, weight management? Honestly, like for general health, weight management, weight loss, mm-hmm. circuit training really is the best form of exercise. It's, what it's simply put, it's just going from one exercise to the next, mm-hmm. just incorporating a lot of variety, you know, limiting the rest breaks and really getting your heart rate a little bit, shot up a little bit to burn calories efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, when I go to local gyms nowadays, I see a lot of people either <laughs> – Talking on their cell phones, walking on the treadmill, which I never understood. <laughs> Multitasking. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> and some people even tweet on the treadmill. <laughs> I know. They're conducting. I mean, you might as well bring a laptop and a phone out there to conduct right. business. <laughs> it's just about making it a priority. Unfortunately, they just don't do that nowadays because they're not motivated, once again. Yeah. But once again, kind of going back to the circuit training, mm-hmm. um, that was circuit training you know, it could uh, mean incorporating a cardiovascular exercise, like running for 10 minutes on uphill or something like that outside. Mm-hmm. And then immediately following that, you know, run, you do 10 push-ups and then maybe 10 sit-ups and so forth, all these different exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're incorporating a lot of variety into your routine and you're constantly stimulating, raising your metabolism. Because okay. when you talk exercise, metabolism, where it all begins, you want to raise your metabolism. And what exactly is metabolism? I mean, I think I have a basic understanding, but, you know, I've never heard the real technical term and, and what, what fuels it. What is it? Now, eventually, metabolism, that's, when you think of the human body, when you think exercise, health, and fitness, the first word should come to mind is metabolism. You want to train your metabolism, your inner health, okay? Okay. Um, there's a bunch of physiological terminology out there that I could throw at you and all this jibber jabber, which I could do that, but I don't want to confuse you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Most of our viewers here. Yeah. So it's pretty simple. Metabolism is simply how efficient your body is good at burning calories throughout Ooh. your, on a daily basis. Okay. So for example, you, you're sitting down, you're standing right now. Um, if you have a really high metabolism, your body's burning calories as we speak. Oh, that would be nice. But the fact that how many calories is, well, well, that's how good your metabolism is. <laughs> it can be either high or low. So that varies. And the only way to increase your metabolism is through proper eating, nutritional habits, and exercise. Okay. Now, is it true? Because I hear that um, uh, the strength training, you know, the lifting weights or, or whatever, actually – Really serves a, a key a key is a key component in terms of increasing metabolism. Absolutely, there's a lot of myths out there. Um, oh, no offense, women in particular, they don't want to bulk up, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> when you, I don't want to... 
<laughs> yeah, when you incorporate resistance training, that doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't happen like that. Depending on how you train, right. um, if you do you know higher repetitions of less weight, um, you tend to burn a lot of calories. It's more aerobic, but mm-hmm. since you're using some kind of resistance, um, your muscles will break down, and as they break down, it eats up calories to build and repair itself. So X, I always combine cardiovascular training and resistance in the same workout for maximum effect. And I'm just trying to understand, because when you hear, oh, it breaks down, it, you know, um, tears the, the muscles, and then you have to, to restore it. I mean, it, but that is something that is natural and, and safe. And um, okay. It might Absolutely. be achy the next day, but it's something. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, because you decided to choose change. Okay, yeah. so with that will come a, a price, whether it's positive or negative. Right. I guess when you first, you know, decide to choose, hey, I want to start exercising again, you know, unfortunately, it's going to come with a price. You're going to feel a little sore. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you decided to choose something different. Okay. And once again, once you start choosing that more regularly, making it a habit, you the soreness will go away. You know, you start losing weight, you start looking and feeling good, and you start mm-hmm. acting differently. I mean, it really, when you think about it, exercise is one of those very few and rare things in life that if you really give it your all, it will give you all of it back what you put into it. It really will. It could be quite rewarding. And, that and just like in life, there's a lot of obstacles you face, plateaus and this and, you know, mentality, you're not ready to go to the gym today. And just like in life, it, it really is a life lesson just getting involved with the exercise regimen. Um, what I always say too, a uh, movie stars, celebrities, um, executives, you know, all over the place. I mean, the reason why they're successful and got to where they are today is because of the gym. I mean, mm. people don't understand when you pick up a weight when you're running or walking. Um, you know, you burn calories, eventually you keep doing it, you're going to get results, you know, you start losing weight, you start to look differently, you start to feel differently. Um, as a result, it causes you to act differently. Right. In return, people, your own employees or, you know, friends, they start to, you know, perceive you as a different person. So right. it all comes together. Yes. And for family, too. I mean, it, it, I, I'm sure my daughters would be thrilled to have a less stressed mom. Yeah, you are motivating me to make a change. That. Yeah, that this is this is really great. You're inspired. Your uh, your motto about educate, motivate, inspire and change. You you really have encouraged me. And I think a lot of the listeners out there today, and I want to encourage everyone to visit Rob Winsky's website, which is goingforgreatness.net, uh, four with the numeric four, and he has some great resources links on, on the website. And please also um, send me uh, your questions or, or comments too. I really want to connect with you and any uh, exercise tips you yourself have found to, to work. Well, I'd love, love, love to hear from you, and you can reach me here on the webtalk.net 
uh, kitchen chat website. Just please leave a comment. And and also, don't forget, uh, Rob is so graciously offering uh, listeners an opportunity for a discount in terms of training. If, uh, when you contact him via his website, you mention kitchen chat. So I'm so thrilled about that. And, and I should have mentioned this earlier, Rob. You have trained professional athletes, uh, CEOs, uh, sports teams um, from sixth grade on up. Uh, individuals, as well as you are the official trainer and health and fitness expert for UR Supermodels. So it, you really have a variety of clients, a variety of experience, and and great expertise and motivation to to offer us. And is there any last bit of uh, tidbit of word of wisdom you you would like to encourage myself and and the listeners? Uh, well, going back to my famous quote that I live and die by would be, if you don't choose change, change will choose you. Yes, if you don't choose change, change will choose you. So well said. And I appreciate the time you, you have taken with us today, Rob, to, to educate us and to motivate, inspire, and to change. And I am going to take a walk today outside. That will be my first change and really take a look at the nutrition and and uh, maybe try to stay away from those jelly beans. That's my weakness. Jelly beans and M&Ms when I'm writing my books and <laughs> facing deadlines. But uh, th- this is great takeaway value for any age, all ages, and no matter what type of lifestyle you have. Um, so thank you, Rob. I appreciate your being on Kitchen Chat. So appreciate oh. that. And everyone, please stay in touch. And remember, savor the day. <laughs>